You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. Welcome back to The Pastor Pod. We are on episode 47. Uh, My name's Josh. I'm a pastor in Venice, Florida at the Bridge Church. I'm here with my good friend, co-host, Jay Mudd who is a pastor in Claremont, Florida at South Lake Church. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you today? Uh, Things are good. It's been a full week already. And we're, you know, we we record, of course, on Wednesdays. And the podcast, of course, you're listening to is on Friday. But yeah, it's been a good week. We had a lot of of great meetings lately. A lot of things happening. And, uh, you know, God's really starting to give some clarity on some decisions coming up. And we're getting ready to roll out a new vision series in September. So I've been working like, weeks ahead and my brain's like a little fried, but that's normal for me. My brain right. usually is fried at middle of the day, but yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And you gave away the biggest secret is that we record this early. I think people who are thinking we're getting up really early on Fridays and doing this. I think you just gave it away. I did. I did. Yeah. Not really. We know you're not. So Josh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bro, when's it get cold here in Florida? I just need to ask, when does it get like cold? When do I start like having to wear a hoodie? Can you help me? It's a great question. You know, we're we're about to enter second summer. Oh, that, that's what I call the fall. When we hit September, it's the second wave. We're, and the only way you cool off is you get a little tropical storm action. You get a little hurricane off the coast, you know, to cool it down for about eight hours. A little wind, and action. hope the and hope the power doesn't go out for too long if it's too close. Well, hey, actually, cool. we haven't had many hurricanes. I mean, this no. has been a historic year. Like I I love tracking weather. Have I told you that, Jay? I'm a little bit of a nerd. Hey, you when and it I comes get along. To that, I don't think we know this about one another, but I'm I don't think huge, I've ever talked about it. I'm a huge tracker. I love tracking yeah, them, and I love, love it, getting yeah. into the details of it. Oh, yeah. Hey, we should, we oh, should yeah. start we should start a weather podcast. <laughs> we start a weather podcast. Listen, would well, you listen to hey. the weather podcast? Let us know. <laughs> would you listen to the weather podcast? Listen, Southwest Florida. Well, uh, it's gonna it's gonna rain today at some point, and it's gonna be really hot. My my, so my have a great said, day, kids. My daughter said today, she I was well, I picked her up from school and she said. You know, it's a little depressing to look at the weather app. It's the same thing every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Same temperature, same chance of rain. Now, was she was still wearing a hoodie in, in July and no, August. I she mean, was. She, when we came uh, down there. To yeah, finish, when, when you came smoking. to preach down here, you, you, she's wearing a hoodie. And I just kind of thought, well, she's probably comfortable. But, man, I'd be sweating up a storm. I'd be sweating. And, by the way, uh, in case you missed that, I did get to go preach in Venice. And let me tell you, the people at the Bridge Church, if you're listening, I got to give a shout out. You guys are awesome. All of you are awesome. It was a great time spent down there. So that's a shout out to the church that you get the honor of shepherding uh, Josh alongside other pastors and uh, staff. But kudos to Venice Church. You guys are great hosts, great people. Um, it was a great time to sit around and study God's word together. So great time. So you did a great job. Everybody loved it, man. They really appreciated it. Uh, your messages. He he preached Sunday morning and then he shared at the men's night. We had like 200. I don't know. We ended up having, we almost ran out of food the for all these guys. The throne was hot. We had push up contests and the gospel <laughs> given and worship. And we had great. some, uh, we had the band kind of shredding, shredding the guitars. Uh, it was that just was, a good night. It was, it was, uh, it was definitely a man night and uh, just definitely. a lot of good, good stories of, of men growing and, and getting right with the Lord and being encouraged. So I was super thankful you came in. That was a lot of fun. I didn't want it to end. No, me neither. I wanted to spend the night, but you were like, Hey, get out of my house. Uh, <laughs> not really, not really. He was a great host. Well, that's a whole nother story. That's We're going to come back to that later. We'll back. That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. 
Hey, listen, but today, Josh, we were talking about uh, it's such an interesting topic. You came up with this a couple. I don't remember when you brought it to the table. I was like, yeah, let's talk about that and uh, how relevant it is, is, is crazy. Uh, but this idea of being content while at the same time remaining driven. Um, and it's, it's interesting because the word content and the word driven doesn't don't seem to go together. Um, but in some ways, I think we're going to talk today about like, you know, what, what is that supposed to look like? What is it, you know, how does that work? If it works, does it work together? And so that's kind of where we're leaning in today. And so um, if you listen to the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. So I'm going to say this on the front end, interact with us. I'd love to uh, hear your comments, your thoughts on this idea of being content. What, what keeps you from being content? What kind of things do you wrestle with when it comes to contentment or um, you know, uh, do you lack drive in your life? What do you think are the details in that? And as we talk about it, uh, maybe some things that come to mind. So you can reach out to us at the pastorpod at gmail.com. You can also drop us a message on um, the the interwebs. Listen to me. How old am I? The yeah, on the interwebs. You go oh, on the <laughs> internet, you get the AOL 500-hour disc, and you plug it in your laptop, and you, you click the dial-up button. Right. Make sure no one's on the phone. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, my friends. I'm sorry <laughs> about that blip of uh, my brain just did not uh, go. So anyhow, Josh, let's start with this idea again. Let's define some 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 terms and some topics here. We talk about contentment. Let's start with the content part. What is it? What do you what do you when you hear the word content? What is what do you think it means? What do you think? What do you think it comes down to? And contentment, of course, you know, I actually shared a little bit of this last Sunday. Um, Godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, First Timothy chapter six talks about contentment and generosity and greed. And I think for just setting a, setting the tone, the definition contentment is being uh, contented. It is being satisfied with what God has given you, uh, being grateful for what you have. You know, there's just that simple being being completely at rest in Jesus in what He's given you, um, and showing that gratitude in the way you live. It's good. Yeah. I, I would define it similarly. So, um, you, you pretty much, you, you pretty much took the definition there and ran with it, but I think contentment, Josh, let's be honest. It can be hard to be content at times. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Do you think that naturally, is that a natural thing for us as, as humans? Is that Mm -mm. natural or is it something we, we wrestle with? I'm really good at being discontent. I, I can count with all the reasons why things should be better or uh, I, sh- I need this or I need that. And, and we live in a discontent world. We live in a culture that's always saying, you need this, you don't have enough, you need a bigger place, bigger career. You, you know, we can live in this discontentment, you know, constant pace of comparison. Uh, I find that when I'm ungrateful, it leads to being discontent. You know, I think those go together and, as well as, uh, con- I'm sorry, discontentment and ungratefulness really feed off of one another. Same, the same is true for gratefulness. When I'm grateful, when I'm choosing to be grateful, then it builds contentment in my life. And I think that contentment, I think it grows over time as we learn to trust God. Do, do you find that in, in your life? Like, does it come quickly for you? Or is it something you have to continually like lean into and grow every day? So I think, I think, I think you're spot on. I, I think I live too much in the, so I focus, I, let's put it this way. I think I focus more on the things that are wrong and the things that are not right versus the things that are going fantastic. Yeah. For example, let me give you, we do and most church, a lot of churches do that. I don't want to say most, cause I don't know most churches. A lot of churches will do some form of uh, weekend 
you know, recap or weekend uh, evaluation or, you know, service evaluation, whatever it may be. They'll say, what went right this weekend? What was a win this weekend? Mm-hmm. You know, what went wrong? What was confusing? You know, what is broken? So those are some of the topics that you would normally. I did this as a church planter. I do this on our staff now. I'm, I'm sure you guys do some form of that. Maybe not, Josh, if not. Every Monday. Know. Exactly. Every Monday. <laughs> what a way to start your Monday. Let's talk about everything we did wrong on the week. No, see, that's how I get see, it. See, yeah, right? see, yeah. I have to work to find the wins and the rights, the things that we you know were great and the things that we did right. I have to really work to find those. What mm-hmm. comes naturally to me are the things that went wrong. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, what I do to do this, and I mean, it could be a kind of a a good practice for anyone, really, honestly, is, you know, you could do evaluation every day or every week, is I I keep something open on my phone. And as I'm going throughout my morning, I'm being very intentional. And I'm not Mm -hmm. looking for the things that are wrong, because those are going to be, those are going to come easily to me. What I'm looking for are those things that are going right. Mm -hmm. So I can document them, because those are the things I will look over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really did something. I'm going to be transparent. That's what we do on the podcast. Right. I did something one time where, um, <laughs> I was working with a pastor one time he preached at milestone and he got all excited. Like, Jay, did you see, I, I really, I, I mentioned the topic like four or five times on, um, on the, on, on, on the sermon. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you're not excited about that. I was like, I don't get excited when my, when my son goes to the bathroom, in the toilet. I don't get excited when that happens. That's just that's supposed to happen, right? And I felt really bad for it. Okay, don't don't laugh. It's, it's just one of those things. No, the really example bad. you gave him back was like, <laughs> my son goes potty. I, it's it's I, it should happen. I, it happens. It should happen. Right. Yeah. But the thought yeah. process was this: the me, that was a poor moment in my life. I'm being transparent. That was a poor mm-hmm. moment of leadership in my life, where I said something where I was kind of you know from the hip joking, but at the same time I deflated mm-hmm. because. Why not celebrate those things that we're supposed to celebrate and do right? I think that contentment aspect, I think what you're getting at is when we're discontent, when we live in a state of discontent or we focus on the things that are wrong, Mm -hmm. it often leads to us not being um, content in life. And so I think you're absolutely right. 100%. Yeah, I think for me, I, I would echo Monday mornings, you know, and, and throughout the afternoon, we have really encouraging meetings, but we always start with, you know, the four helpful lists. And that's what you're kind of referring to is, you know, you start with what's right, then you go to what's confusing, missing, and then the last thing, or usually the last thing you try to focus on what was wrong, like what, what, what can we change, what can we improve, and so with our, with our team, and we do worship recap, we do worship planning, we look ahead, and, and we'll ask the question, okay, during the, the worship time, during the sermon, during the, the welcome time, the hosting moment, the, the closing of the service, and you know, it was there a technical snafu? Was there an issue with the video? And we asked the question and I always try to say to our team, let's start with what, what was a win? What was something that was right? Cause I'm yeah. same way. I'm, I already have my list of things I messed up on and I'm going to own, own, own that. And then I, also, I want the team to tell me how I can get better. Of course, that's harder for the staff. If you're like the, you know, the one that preaches more often and you have more leadership in the church. So it's, it's harder for those around me to give me that honest feedback but i think they're growing to understand that that's that's what i need it's what i want because i i don't want my weaknesses my blind spots to hinder the growth of the church or the ability for god to 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 use us in a greater way so but i totally with you because i can go straight to what's wrong because i want it to be better and i think that's a good desire but at the same time 
we can blow past the wins, even if they're small, even if like you, like right. you mentioned, like even if they're little ones. Well, right. <laughs> and I, and I blew by it. I was like, Hey, yeah, that's supposed to happen. But I think what you're getting at then you're, what you're hitting on right now is this tension between being content and celebrating and being okay with where God has you, but also the aspect of being driven. And there's a reason why mm. we, we, we found on the, and what I found in, in my life most often is when I struggle with the balance of those two, I don't know if I like the word balance with those two, but when I'm mm-hmm. trying to deal with that tension is really what it comes down to is the control I want over everything. Mm-hmm. Just being right. honest, right? It's the yeah. control. I, I, I was talking to a guy today, Josh, and I don't want to sidebar us too much, but I was talking to a guy today and the idea of control came up again. Um, mm-hmm. So fun fact, Josh, you know, I will never fill my gas tank full. Really? Never. I'll never fill my gas tank full. Is I've that because had, of the price? You might, no, the price it has might nothing to do with the price. <laughs> because it probably honestly, won't go down. <laughs> somebody will show. Somebody can probably prove, and they're probably listening. This going, well, you're not getting gas mileage, or you're wasting more gas. Because I think studies do prove, like your your car runs differently as the gas goes down. But here's why I will not fill my car with gas: is the last three times I have totaled a car, a car's blown up, or car's broke. It is right after I fill the tank with gas. <laughs> and it's it, here's the thing is somebody said, well, that's just you now you have some kind of, uh, you know, it's a it's an old. Yeah, it's yeah. not. No, no, no. Here's why. The first thing that goes through my mind after I wreck a car, a total car, a car blows up. Yes. All of those have happened in my life. Right. <laughs> uh, the last time a car almost blew up, we were at the hospital um, with right after having my son. Oh, uh, my last son, a car blew up in the garage. Long story. Wow. Another story from the day. But anyhow, um, I had a full tank of gas and my thought process was this. As soon as I noticed, I said, Oh no, the car broke down or no, I totaled my car or whatever it would be. My second thought was always, I just filled it with gas. I just filled it up with gas. I just wasted. I can't get that 60 bucks back. <laughs> That's right. And so or now, yeah. right. So now <laughs> I won't fill it up. I don't put more than 25 bucks in my car at any given time. Anytime I will not fill up my Jeep ever 25 bucks. That's all I'll put in it. And then this, in the back of my mind, I'm controlling it because I'm going mm-hmm. at, at worst, at worst, my Jeep blows right. up today. You're preparing for the worst. That's right. what they teach you but, in the military, right? It's a control thing, though. I want to control how much money I lose yeah. on top. Of it. Think about right. that, too. How, how weird that is in my mind. Right. Because all the counselors listening to this, if there's any counselors that are going, I'd love to have a conversation with this guy. But <laughs> But think about the control, the issue of that, that like, I right. don't, I care less about the thousands of dollars because the car blew up. I care about $25 that I control because I won't fill up my car, but I'm focusing on the disc. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm setting myself up for that. And well, I think, I think everybody listening, I mean, I'm right there with you. I, I'm a, I'm a recovering control freak. And one of my mentors always told me, Josh controls an illusion, right? I, whoever right. said that was smart, but when I'm trying to control everything around me and then when it applies to church and ministry and being a pastor, it gets really sticky because we're working with people. Right. And last I checked, I can't change anybody. And, uh, only he, only Jesus can, our job is to, to focus on loving people towards the one that can. So, yeah, I think contentment is a struggle for all of us, myself included. And I think when I'm ungrateful, like if I'm just in a bad place or a bad mindset, usually I'm just being ungrateful. Because there's something wrong, something needs to be improved, something I'm, you know, I, I've got to work on, or there's, there's a situation or a family, or there's a, a hard conversation, or just 
uh, you know, uh, brokenness in someone's life and I'm trying to help them with, and it, it, it becomes just, you get in this ball of, of frustration, which leads to ungratefulness and then can lead to discontentment. And then I think back over just, you know, my, my short time as a, in ministry, I went through seasons where, you know, before I had planted a church and then, you know, before I, I moved down here where I was just, I was struggling with contentment in my role as where God had me or, 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 or was I, was I, was I not excelling like I hoped, or, or were we not seeing uh, the results that we had prayed for um, or just the challenges of leadership. Right. And so God is continually t- working on me on this. How do I, how do how do I grow in contentment? Well, so. and again, I run that risk right now is if you've been following along and you know my story at all, I planted a church and now I'm on staff and I'm not the lead guy. So there's that, there's that tension that I have of being content with not being the lead guy. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough spot at times. It can be a tough spot and I have to really lean into that and, and go, okay, I want to celebrate where I'm at. I want to be grateful for all that God has done. I want to really find joy in all of these moments of what I'm seeing and what I'm able to be a part of and really kind of focus in on what God is doing, which really kind of brings the other balance piece to the contentment part. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's where it comes mm-hmm. from is the balance comes is we can be content when we focus on, you know, what God's done, who God is, but also understanding yes. God is at work and he calls us to be a part of that. And that's where the drive piece comes in. And so, you know, what is, again, what is your, what is your driving force? You know, if we're not careful, it can be control. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm only content when I'm in control because that's what drives mm-hmm. me is my control issues or my being in mm-hmm. control. So it comes down to, you know, what is it that that drives us? Where does this drive come from, Josh, uh, when we're talking about drive? Where do you, where would you say it comes from? I think the healthy the idea of a drive to serve God, a drive to do things, you know, with excellence, right? And to do things as unto the Lord is a good desire. It's an honoring heart. It's a I want to, I want to show gratitude to Jesus for what he's done for me. So out of that gratitude, I'm going to serve, I'm going to give, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to give it all I can, um, out of the overflow of what he's given me. And I know we can get that mixed up, right? I've done that many times where I'm pouring out of my own strength, but, but I think this strength that we're talking about today, this drive comes out of being spirit led where we're, where we're learning the word of God, we're in prayer, we're growing daily to be sensitive to the needs of others around us to, 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 to serve and meet needs, you know, be able, be willing to be stretched, right. Be willing to do things you've never done before and step into serving in this ministry or, or meet that neighbor that you haven't met yet. And, and stepping into that, that heartbeat of serving others, being, being enabled by the spirit by saying like, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to make a difference for your kingdom. And I agree if it becomes control that I, I have things I want to do and I need God to bless it. That's, I think we're pastors. And I can say that because I really have struggled with that. God disciplines us. I sometimes I believe, and he warns us that it's not about what you produce. It's what I produce in you and then through you. Uh, because Ooh, because because it's con- contentment is developed out of gratefulness in who we are in Christ. Complacency comes, I think, when we're when we go through discouragement. I think when 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 leaders are discouraged, they can either go down the sinful pattern of finding something to 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 pursue that is out of the brokenness, 
of discouragement, or we become complacent where we just go, you know what, I've tried, I've tried to help these people, I've tried to preach and lead, and they're not willing to follow. And so you know what, I'm just going to just sit back and I'm going to quote, unquote, let God lead. And in other words, yes, God is leading, but I'm just going to sit back and I'm not going to do anything more. I'm not going to go above and beyond. So that's a lot I just shared, but I, I do think drive is, is God given, but it could become just like a strength can become a weakness. I think this can become a weakness really quickly in the flesh and not the yeah. spirit. Again, I think you're absolutely right. If you're led by the spirit, um, almost to fulfill God's plan for your life and God's role in your life and living out who God's created you to be, that's where our drive comes from is really finding that, I'm going to say, quote unquote, sweet spot where, yeah. hey, I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. Mm -hmm. And how God has put me together and how God has engineered me. And I'm going to be okay living in that space. Um, I think about some of the most effective leaders are those people who are okay living in those space. We did a podcast uh, a while back. You can go check it out where we talked about, um, I think it was called the golden goose of ministry. We talked about XPs and mm -hmm. we had your executive pastor, Alan, on the podcast. Yeah. And, and, you know, what I love and appreciate about most XPs is they're, they're the most confident. They can be the most confident people because they're okay living in that idea that like, Hey, I'm not a lead chair. I'm okay with that, but this is my skill set. This mm -hmm. is what I do well. And I'm okay. The trench, the tension comes with most lead pastors, which we brought out in that podcast is mm -hmm. um, the insecurities of lead pastors make that relationship awkward at times yes. because they're not, they're afraid to allow that person to lead from their strengths and mm -hmm. afraid to give away that control or whatever it is. So what, what I hear you saying actually is when we live in that sweet spot, when we live when you know confident in who God has created us to be and being able to do that, that's what drives us to live our lives a certain way. And it actually comes around full circle. As long as we're living in that driven way, we'll find the true contentment that we're supposed that's to right. be living for, that we're supposed to be finding. That's where our true contentment comes from. So mm -hmm. it's almost a full circle. If the contentment piece is not there, mm -hmm. you can look at what's driving you. If mm -hmm. you're not, what's driving you is going to control whether or not you're content. So it's almost mm -hmm. a full circle here of how this works together and how yeah. the two work together. So if it's broken, just look at both of those areas of, of your life. That's kind of what I hear you saying. And I agree with, well, you hit I'm it on the head. On my head. No, that, that, cause, cause that's kind of like a warning sign, like, you know, almost like a, a warning light on your dashboard you know, low oil or your engine's heating up. It's like, well, if, if I'm ungrateful, if I'm, if I'm continually, and sometimes I do this, I, you know, me, Jay, I'm a verbal processor. So I naturally talk things out and you can talk to Alan. You could talk to my wife. You can, you could speak to this, that I want to verbal verbally walk through what I'm feeling so that I can process it. And that's not how everybody processes right a lot of people are internal or, or or they they need to write it out and so for me when i'm ungrateful when i'm discontent it comes out in my words because most of what i say is oh I, this happened today and oh and this happened today and i wish this wouldn't happen i wish i'd have done this better and it's it's like a it's like a steamrolling just like train down a, a, a you know a huge mountain that just builds and builds and builds and i have to continually catch myself and let the Holy Spirit bring conviction and say, hey, are, ha have you forgotten that I'm here? Have you forgotten what I'm doing? Have you forgotten how good I am? Um, even today, before we uh, started recording the podcast, I was preparing some sermon series um, coming up and uh, praying through a few different options and like, Lord, what do, what do you want to say to me? What do you want to say to our church? And I was listening to a song called Gratitude. It's, uh, I, I guess it's a newer song, but um, 
very simple song, but very powerful. And it just really got to me at the heart level. Um, and I gotta be honest with you, Jay, I was sitting here in my office by myself and I began to, uh, you know, I began to cry a little bit, begin to begin to journal and just like, Lord, you deserve the glory. You deserve the praise. You're the one that's leading. You're the one that's going to change people. You're the one that's, uh, that, that is going to take care of all of these needs, right? All of the things on my heart, all the things that you want to do in this church or in my family, in my marriage. And I think that, like you said, man, that contentment in Jesus, find that contentment in Jesus, I think overflows into this passion for Jesus, right. you know, and that, and that's what happens in the quiet. And I think, you know, if you're listening in today, you know, that's why our quiet time, that's why our time with God is so, so vitally important that you and I need every day is just that pause and that reminder that he is on the throne, that he is worthy of everything that we have. And, and I think, I've heard this word holy discontentment a lot growing up. I don't know if it's truly biblical to say that, but you know, because it they doesn't sound right. They always reference yeah. Jesus uh, laughing, yeah. tearing up the temple, like yeah. when he turns over the yeah. tables. That's what they always reference. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm with you on the on the idea of it. I don't know how to fully make that work, but I think the heartbeat is I want more of you and less of me. I want more of you to change my life than and and less of of my pride, less of my my, my past and my brokenness, that God, you would continue to make me more like you. And that drive to know Jesus deeply. Right. I think when you have that drive to know Jesus, just like Paul wrote in Philippians chapter three, if I have a desire, a drive to know him, I think that he will produce his fruit. And you did a great job preaching on that. If you didn't listen in to Jay's message uh, a few weeks ago here at the bridge, you should go listen in. But it's that idea of he will produce, he will produce the good works, the fruit if we abide and we, we, we have that authentic close walk with him, you know? And so it's an overflow, it's an overflow. Yeah, That's it's what overflow, happens. Yeah. It's the natural production of what takes place in the heart. Um, yeah. The heart is really that soil that produces the fruit. Like if he's at work in there and tending to the heart and the soil, he'll produce the fruit. Um, listen, this is good stuff. It really, it really is. And I think one of the, I want to get real practical because I think, you may be living and again. I know we all go through seasons where we may be discontent. And I think one of the things I could give you practically, and I mentioned it earlier, kind of in passing, but is this idea of um, be a, be someone who documents what God is doing and what God has done. Be someone who documents that um, again, putting it on your phone, putting it somewhere where you can go back and read. So when you become, and you sense like the, the, the check engine light comes on, there's something mm -hmm. you can run to not that we're trying to replace god's word but there's something to be said about this is tangibly how god i have physically i have personally seen god work in my life i've mm -hmm. watched him do this in my life so be see be somebody who documents it and then again going back to what you just said earlier this idea that like you know the more intimate i get with god is the more drives me if you're lacking drive in your life, I would say really check your 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 your, your spiritual disciplines, your your mm -hmm. your time in God's word, your prayer life, your you know how you document even those because as you're walking through this life, if you're not being fueled by the Spirit by the Word of God, it's going to be hard. To it's going to be hard to have a drive. Mm -hmm. And again, if the two are unbalanced and it's not working, you can check and go, okay, am I focusing? Am I incontent because? there's no drive in my life, right? Or there's no drive in my life because I'm not content. It, it, the two work hand in hand and go together. And so um, I think this is really important for us to just have an open dialogue and conversation 
uh, about this. And so, Josh, any mm-hmm. final thoughts uh, as we're as we're kind of maybe wrapping up? I'd love to hear from our our listeners. But yeah, Josh, any final thoughts? No, I love this conversation because it's something I think that applies to all of us, whether you're a pastor at a church or you're a part of a church or you're leading a business. Um, if you're a dad or a mom, a uh, teenager, I think we all struggle with being content. So for, for something that I'm learning to do is, is, is list out the things I'm grateful for. I think yeah. that's a great, a great, uh, a great step for you to take is just make a list on your phone, pull out a piece of paper and just write all the things that you've seen God do in your life. You've seen God provide for you that, that God has been faithful in your life and uh, share the wins. start with what's right. You know, I think it's easy to, it's easy to, it's easy to be a critic in today's world. Everybody's a critic. Everybody is a cynic. You know, everybody's ready to throw stones on social media. Uh, we're quick to judge. We're quick to condemn. Um, start with praise, start with uh, being grateful for what he has done, what he is doing. And then, you know, one thing I, I, I remember my dad praying growing up is he would always, most of the time, finish a prayer like this, God, we are grateful ahead of time for what you're going to do. Like basically saying, we are going ahead and we are saying, thank you before you do what you're going to do. And I, and that really taught me as a kid and even now, uh, God's move, God's moving in our lives and we live in a broken world. So, Hey, we need to be driven on mission out of what we've been talking about today, out of the love of God that we have in Christ. And I think, you know, being content, being driven, they go together. It kind of sounds odd you know, when you think about it, but right. at the end of the day, don't be, don't beat yourself up. Don't be critical of yourself to where you become so uh, closed off and discouraged, you know, because I think discouragement's also another dangerous path. So if you need someone to talk to, I'd, I'd encourage you to talk to a friend, you know, reach out to us if you need prayer. Um, don't let discouragement steal your joy. Um, remember that God is moving, God is working, and that, that you're loved. That's right. That's good. So listen, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we get encouraged by that, but also, it, 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 yeah, we can learn from you as well. So anything you want to share, we'll, uh, you'll, you'll obviously see a post on social media uh, about this. Respond to that post uh, on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know what your thoughts are, especially when it comes to content. Maybe you uh, want to be transparent and say, yeah, I can agree with that. You could encourage someone else by being real and transparent and saying, hey, yeah, control is a thing or you know, discouragement or, you know, whatever it may be. And so I want to encourage you to reach out to us that way. The pastorpod at gmail.com is our email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but yeah, another good conversation, Josh. Always a fun time. Thank you for joining us here on the Pastor Pod. We hope to have a great weekend and to see you back here next week.